Hello and welcome to the International Water Association podcast. This is Kasia Derongowska, IWA Engagement Leadership Officer. In this episode, I would like to introduce you to four interesting young individuals who have made a mark in the water sector and have inspired many people. I invite you to find out why these young water professionals have made such a difference. Now, let me introduce you to Antonella Vagilenta. Antonella is the general director and co-founder of Young Water Solutions in Belgium. She has designed and coordinates Young Water Fellowship, which supports young people to create water and sanitation social businesses in low and middle income countries. There's so much value you have brought into this world so far. And on that note, I wanted you to share with us what inspires you the most. What is your passion? Thanks, uh, thanks, Katia. My passion is being um, an enabler for positive change to happen in the world. Um, I've been working in either youth empowerment or access to water and sanitation since I was 15 years old. So my current role at Young Water Solutions enables me to do both, actually. I love using my experiences on the field and as a young entrepreneur myself to inspire others and help them harness, I would say, harness their own potential to be change makers, especially when it's about such a fundamental human right like access to water, sanitation, and hygiene. To have acted on a vision like this at such a young age, it's extraordinary. Thank you for sharing, Antonella. Um, how have you motivated and influenced groups of people to be active on the matter you're so passionate about? <laughs> well, actually, that's uh, that, that's all I do. I, I motivate others and give them the tools to solve water and, and sanitation issues in their communities by implementing projects and creating social businesses. Um, I've run multiple projects in the past 15 years related to encouraging young people to take an active role in the solution of the issues they identify in their community. Um, and that, well, at the beginning, of course, it was when I was in high school or doing my bachelor, my projects were more related to um, sustainability, the environment, climate change, and civil engagement. I then evolved, I moved to working, to working mainly in water. But if I consider only the past five years, from 2015 to 2017, I was vice president of the World Youth Parliament for Water, which is an international network that encourages young people to be engaged in water projects and, and, and where we also advocated for youth involvement in policy making. And um, into, in 2017, I also created within Young Water Solutions the Young Water Fellowship Program that provides training, mentorship, and funding to now 39 and soon 64 young entrepreneurs with water and sanitation business ideas in 23 countries. So, so yeah, that, that's what, what, what motivates me um, and how I have, I have tried to influence these, these young people to, to also have an active role. That is very inspiring, Antonella. And what advice would you give to your younger peers starting a career? Many, many people, I see that they just wait for opportunities to come and to be told what to do. But I believe that what we really need is committed, creative, and inspiring young people taking the initiative. So to all the young professionals out there observing water or sanitation issues in their communities or in their countries, I would tell them to come up with a solution. So either implement a project with your peers, start a social business, proactively propose yourselves to be part of local organizations, 
um, reach out to policymakers. I mean, there are infinite things uh, to do to fill in these gaps in, in the water sector. Antonella, your work is an evidence of lifting others up. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of your insights. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Katsu. Now, let's meet Yang Villa. Yang is the head of Philippines for IL Utilities to advance environmental technology and innovations in the country. Moreover, he has worked to jumpstart the Philippine Young Water Professionals. He is a founding co-chair of PYWP. He has ensured that PYWP is designed to incorporate a holistic view of the water sector. A wonderful to have you with us, Yang. Thank you for inviting me, Cassia. Yang, you have done a lot in order to empower future water leaders. What is your vision for the water sector? My vision for the water sector is one where we, water professionals, don't have to beg for attention, funding, and support. First, I envision a future where we don't have to prove to national and local governments why investing in water and sanitation should be top priority, not only during times of calamity or drought or pandemic. We know that every dollar spent in water and sanitation is returned multiple times in social benefits, and yet we struggle to obtain adequate financing to set up the most basic of services. Second, I envision a future where we don't have to compete with other industries for talent, where there is a sufficient number of young professionals who are attracted to work and remain in the water sector. Working in water is certainly not top of mind for many graduating students, and the interest or even awareness is even less among younger students. I have yet to meet one child who comes up to me and says, when I grow up, I want to be a water professional like you, not one. Lastly, I envision a future water uh, sector where water awareness is not only prevalent, but it is expected of every citizen, every industry, and every sector in society. Water is at the very center of the development nexus, and yet many governments and businesses plan with water only as an afterthought. We're lucky if they even give it the slightest attention at all. I believe that mainstreaming water and sanitation in society's collective awareness is the foundation upon which all other meaningful advances in the water sector can be made, whether it be the SDGs or more funding and investments or technological innovation. Thank you for sharing, Yang. One thing I'd like to emphasize is that young water professionals are key in making this vision possible. The way we have designed the Philippine Young Water Professionals is to expand our members' understanding of water issues. So our agenda is always water plus. Water plus poverty, water plus environment, water plus health, water plus climate change, etc. This means that we invite membership not only from water utilities, but also those involved in biodiversity, solid waste management, food and beverage, mining, agriculture. In other words, we're everywhere because we want to reflect that water is ubiquitous. That is very insightful. Thank you for that, Yang. Now, how do you see the water sector and your contribution to it? Alongside my day job of promoting technology innovation in Asia Pacific through Isle Utilities, I have been motivating, almost nagging really, my fellow youth in the Philippines 
to embrace a water-wise mindset. You know, Cassia, I am privileged to have had many mentors throughout my career and has become my personal mission to develop the leadership potential of as many young water professionals as I can cram within my lifetime. I know that I can't achieve this ambitious vision on my own, but I can build the confidence and capability of other young people so that we can achieve this vision together. In that regard, youth leadership development is exactly like water. Invest a dollar and you get so much more in return. Certainly, united we stand. Many thanks for that, Jan. Now, from a different angle, what would you say about yourself in 10 years? In 10 years, hopefully sooner, I'd have achieved my dream of establishing the Emerging Water Leaders Fellowship Program. I've been working on this concept for a few years now, drawing on my own experience in professional leadership programs, both as a student fellow and as a faculty member. You know, Kasia, imagine a cohort of highly motivated young water professionals from all over the world who are driven to develop the potential of even more young water professionals. Now imagine them going on to be leaders of government, business, academe. What a difference they would make. This dream is truly what keeps me going. That is indeed a grand vision, Yang. Thank you for sharing. It's been such a great pleasure having you here with us. Thank you so much, Yang. Another guest I've got here with me is Dr. Siddhartha Roy. Sid is an environmental and postdoctoral research scientist at Virginia Tech who works at Nexus of Drinking Water, Public Health, and Environmental Justice. Thank you for being here with us, Sid. Uh, thank you for having me, Kasha. You have fought for transparency and justice in drinking water-related issues. How have you motivated and influenced groups of people to be active on the matter you're so passionate about? Um, you know, as a PhD student and now a postdoctoral research scientist at Virginia Tech, I've had the unbelievable good luck of working on a variety of contemporary water and public health issues. You know, all of these experiences with people I love to work with were technically sound, uh, but more importantly, they were ethically rich experiences for me. We have had the good fortune of being a member of the U.S. Water Study Research Team at Virginia Tech, where I'm surrounded by inspiring and brilliant people, uh, which means I am the one being motivated and influenced by amazing scientists and good people who want to use science to make the world a better place. Thanks for that, Sid. Uh, now, what initiatives uh, beyond your day-to-day -day work have you taken to contribute to sustainable water management? Um, let's see. You know, one example I can think of in our research with flood residents who, you know, we're seeing persistently low chlorine levels in their water and how that can be problematic. Uh, you know, you know, not having enough chlorine can cause growth of pathogens like Legionella and even cause that causes Legionnaire's disease uh, and, you know, other kind of pathogens that can grow if there is not enough chlorine. So we're trying to standardize what we call a citizen science method, where just regular people like you and me uh, or anyone else can monitor chlorine in their, in their kitchen using a simple color wheel, which is not that expensive. And we're trying to come up with a water management plan for people who might need uh, a separate, it's, it's somewhat unrelated issue uh, that I've worked on and I'm really worried about is misinformation. You know, this is the new 
era we are living in, uh, how information travels on social media, and especially as, as water professionals, we have to make sure, you know, first off, that good information about water and water management is conveyed, but we also should be looking at and trying to counter bad information online and, you know, amongst ourselves and ensuring it does not hurt the public's trust in water. It sounds as uh, misinformation is taking place and it actually underlines your personal drive and uh, leadership to provide accurate information. So thank you for that, Sid. Now from a different angle, if you were to start your career again, would you change anything? We all know that there's there's only one life, at least you know the, the best I know, and there's no counterfactual to the life I or you or anyone else has lived choices. You know, I have missed opportunities and made mistakes. But I'll, I'll just focus on the positives, I think. So everything from my past has been mostly valuable. Um, so I wouldn't change anything I can't, obviously. Uh, and the best way I can think of you know, telling young people how to think about their careers is, is from the author John Green, who made this beautiful video. It's on YouTube. It's called What to Do with Your Life. And he, his, his answer is, you know, life is not a monolithic creature. Similarly, your career is not a monolith. You'll get to do so many things and you will and should be constantly looking to try new things. And his mantra, which I really like, is, is study broadly and without fear. And you know, hopefully that, that helps to make a, a good career. That is a great advice. Thank you. What would you recommend to your younger peers starting their career? So I'll, I'll just share three lessons and, and hopefully that, that is of some value to people. You know, first off, uh, value knowledge and look for mentors. Um, second, you know, aspire to become what economist Nassim Nicholas Taleb calls anti-fragile. So what I, what I mean by that is, you know, difficult experiences and interactions in life make you stronger. Uh, so talk and learn from, talk to and learn from everyone. And finally, do not make everything in your life about yourself. If you wait to be happy only after you become a big shot in the water field, or marry, marry that special person or earn a million pounds, you will miss your life. So relax, uh, have fun. Uh, if and when life gets difficult, try to find things you can be grateful for. And, oh, most importantly, be kind. Thanks for your time and all the insights shared. Thanks, Kasha, again for having me. Such a pleasure. Last but not least, let me introduce you to Arun Krishnamurthy. Arun is the founder of the Environmentalist Foundation of India, a wildlife conservation and habitat restoration group. Through Environmental Film Association, a dedicated nature communication agency, Arun has scripted, shot, and directed 14 different nature documentaries. Thank you for being here with us, Arun. Through your organization, you have achieved important results on the ecosystem restoration in India. What is your impact now and how do you wish to impact the future? We at the Environmentalist Foundation of India, EFI, over the last 13 years, across 14 states in the country, have been focusing on cleaning and scientifically restoring lakes and ponds. Lakes and ponds are habitats which support several life forms and they quench drinking water issues. And more than that, they are ecosystems which are necessary to combat climate change efforts in every part of this world. So that's exactly what we are trying to do. And uh, 
we've engaged a lot of civic society volunteers who have taken active part in this conservation technique this has been a collaborative conservation between the government the general public as volunteers and us as civic society organizations focusing on the scientific revival the future we wish to aim at is also where extended water literacy where a large population is educated and sensitized on the need for water conservation how there is a water based economy how there's a water based ecology these are messaging which we want to take to a large population that's what we aim at doing thank you so much arun these results are very impressive how do you see yourself in the future as i was mentioning earlier in the 13 years of our journey we have so far worked on 130 different lakes and ponds every water body conservation effort has taught us important lessons ranging from managing solid waste to ensuring newer techniques and technology for handling sewage to ensure prevention of flooding and drought in urban landscapes or how to treat water as a habitat are lessons that we've learned out of these 130 water bodies we want to take this message to the larger public we want to ensure that water literacy and water based conservation practices become a habitual practice a daily routine for the general public and that we don't take our water for granted this message to reach the large public is something which we are aiming at and we want to work towards the same you seem as a tremendous motivator to get the restoration works to be done arun thank you for that if you were to start again would you change anything actually no uh, to be honest because what i strongly believe in is that evolutionary learning is what leads to exciting exploration that's what's been happening for us at efi where we're looking at each water body learning something new from it and then going ahead uh, the one thing that i would rather focus on is more science based backing and look out for global networking through which we should be able to take a lot of these messaging and available techniques and technology to every corner of the world and not make it available only to a certain section that is the only thing which i wish to change and probably work towards also nicely put adam thank you so much for our conversation and thank you to all of our listeners for staying here with us i thank all the listeners for patiently listening and i thank iwa for giving a young organization and a leader like me this platform such an important platform i look forward to connecting with all the professionals and uh, taking this message of water conservation world over thank you jai hind thank you to all our wonderful listeners for staying here with us for more learning offerings please go to our website on www.iwa-network.org